This is the last podcast we're recording before the alternates. Before we are changed forever. Before we are changed forever. Yeah. The bachelor party party. is this weekend. You ready? Yes. Ready to rumble? I am. I saw that last post before you locked your screen. IndieWire. Funny about your favorite show. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a cut because somebody from the bachelor party just tried to call me. So funny enough. But yeah. Everybody's itching. Everybody's jonesing for this weekend. You are leading a group of strapping young men. Mm -hmm. Into battle. Estrogen to be found. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's going to be plenty of other estrogen around. Yeah. I'm just, I'm the only estrogen in the the inner sanctum. The leading estrogen. Yes. 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 You haven't been around that many guys in a very long time. Possibly ever. Maybe in college. Possibly ever. Maybe in college. No. Alone? Yeah. Well, that's true. Never. I don't run like that. I'm always surrounded by women. And that is how I like my life. You're going to like it so much and you're going to hate how much you like it. We'll see, man. I Listen, I'll tell you this right now. We're going to have a good fucking time. You like and being everybody's going to have a good time. You like being in circles where you know you're leading the circle. Yeah, I, I might get back on Monday and be like, I need a 72-hour estrogen. Like, I need a testosterone <laughs> detox. I don't want to see a single man for three days. Buddy, you're going to have so much fun. Oh, I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. I have no fear about that. We're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why, though. I mean, you know, but he doesn't know. It wouldn't be fun if he knew everything. So you have surprise, a surprise thing or things? Things. Little ones. Nothing crazy. Nothing that you should be anxious about because I know you don't really like surprises. There's a, no, I like surprises. Just little things. I don't like surprises from people other than like three of my closest people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, live, maybe like one or two other people. Because when people try to surprise me, it's never shit that I like. It would well, exactly. Yeah. I know you yeah. would do something yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be thoughtful. Yeah. We'll do something that's fun for you. I am kind of. I wonder what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. That's well, nothing crazy, but I think it it'll be fun. There's one thing in my head that if you did it, I I said in the past that I would really like it, but I don't think I would like it anymore. What? Well, I can't say I cannot say it on mic. Okay. We'll put a pin in we it. We'll talk movie. after. Um Is Tom Cruise gonna be there? Baby, who knows? He's here, he's there. He's not Roy Kent, but he is everywhere. And he is on the edge of tomorrow. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah. We're doing Edge of Tomorrow. I have not seen this. Have you seen this? Really? Yeah, I, I just like it came and went in 2015 and I just didn't but jump this on the is train. Such a you movie. It really is. I didn't actually know what this movie was about until I yeah. started setting up this episode. And then I was like, oh, this sounds like something you, I would enjoy. You are going to like it. I'm excited. Um, I had a thought over on the bus. I think this is the most recent movie we've done on the podcast so far. I do think so. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into more modern territory. We're also saying goodbye to Tom Cruise today and hello to Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Next run is the Emily Blunt run. Yeah. Which I'm excited about I'm because excited talk about. about a tonal range. Oh, fuck yeah. We're hitting all of them. 
Isn't it crazy her and John Krasinski are married? It is. I, I just, it's I just always, I would have never put it together. Just because they, in terms of actors, I feel like they do, well, well, they do yeah, do completely they, different stuff. They do, but they don't. I mean, they're both very well known yeah. for specific things. Yeah. But like, they've also both done everything. I feel like yeah. people still think of John Krasinski as Jim. Jim. And I don't know that he'll ever outrun that. But like, he's been Jack Reacher for how many seasons now? That still shocks me. Right? I, I to be fair, yeah. that's just not my thing. So I haven't seen it. I don't really this isn't my dad would love. think about it one way or another. But Emily Blunt is very similar in that, like, I think mm-hmm. especially for our generation, we know her for a lot of things, but we, you know, we really remember her for like the Devil Wears Prada, I was Icon. How could you forget Anne Hathaway? I'm thinking about Anne Hathaway and, the and listen. And the two stacked cast. Stacked We're not talking cast. about that movie today, yeah. but like I think that's kind of what we know her for, and that range and that like kind of tone. But she's done a lot of action movies. What is the role that you think of Ethan? Or I just said his character's name of Tom Cruise for because mine is Ethan Hunt. I I think of Top Gun, like oh, OG yeah, Top Gun. Popular. Yeah, usually. But like, I mean, he's done a ton of stuff. He's great. I cannot believe Top Gun is is as popular as it is. I still I still love that movie. Do you ever have that with movies where like you're kind of surprised it's so big? Like you get why it's big. But like you're you're like really it's that. I don't know. Not that I have um, anything against it. I do have movies where I'm like I can't believe people even like this piece of shit. But I love. We Top will Gun. not Top be Gun naming names not. today. Well, of course not. No, that's a couch conversation. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, I just can't think of any off the top of my head where I'm like I can't believe that got as big as it did. But you know. Now that we're ending it, I cannot believe, like, looking at Tom Cruise's filmography and thinking about it, there's not really any bombs, is there? Is there any movie he made that was, like, people all disliked it? Um, I think there is. I can see the poster for it. Hold on. Hold, please, while I do a little research. I know he's definitely had some bombs. Like, technically, um, Legend was a bomb. It did not do well. I pers- uh, oh, The Mummy. The Mummy, yeah, the the mummy, mummy was a bomb. That was not a good one. That wasn't the best. Um, I love Valkyrie. People don't really remember or talk about Valkyrie. I think some people disliked it, but yeah. I saw that in theaters when I was a kid. <laughs> it was kind of intense, but... I don't know that I've seen Valkyrie. Like, Night and Day wasn't great, but Dude, it wasn't terrible. My father... Has probably he seen would. Night and Day over two dozen times. That makes sense for him. That really does. I love James Mangold, so I I love that movie too. Oh my god! Talk about okay. This Days of Thunder, baby. No, me as a child, I was obsessed with Far and Away. What is Far and Away? Oh my God, <sighs> we should have done that. Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise pre Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> A young Irish couple flee to the States, but subsequently struggle to obtain land and prosper freely. I don't know of why. Of course, that is something you definitely would love as a child. Yeah, I saw that movie Very at like 12. Very serious relationship drama. Yeah, 
it imprinted on my brain. Why? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Um, Kate. Yeah, like cocktail wasn't great either. There were a couple of like misses in there. There have been. I don't know why we're talking like that he's dead. There have been a couple of misses, but generally not many. No, nothing. Not many. Hey, God, you know he War of the be, Worlds. I fucking love, love that, movie. that movie. Love that movie. We have a friend in college that I think I think the three of us watched it. Or no, maybe me and this guy just did. And the ecto cooler joke at the end of War of the Worlds, like they're drinking fucking ecto cooler. He made that joke. Do you remember this? Oh, I I remember ecto cooler. We were, being was, brought up. I all I legit like people use this as a thing to say, but I, I almost pissed myself laughing. I was laughing so hard because the whole twist of War of the Worlds is like they drink this ecto cooler type substance. The aliens do, and then they like die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was so, and I love that movie, but it was so jarring. You get to the end of this film and you're like. Like, that's it? What? Yeah. It's so, that movie is so good, though. Love that movie. Are we drinking a cooler today? No, we are not. What are we drinking? We, we are drinking something similar, though. It's along the lines. Liquid nitrogen? No, 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 no. I watched Terminator 2 today. Okay, segue. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Had you, you'd never seen it before? No. First watch? Yeah. What'd you think? Have you seen it? Yeah. Now, let's say what we're both thinking. Because I know this was your biggest takeaway. <laughs> Bold of you to assume I had takeaways on two words. Terminator 2. No, you do. Okay. Two words. Mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I know you like some of that. That's, 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 yep. that's yes. the only takeaway. That's the only one that there needs is, to be. That is Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Linda Hamilton. Uh, but we're not drinking Linda Hamilton or Ecto Cooler today. We're drinking an alien invasion because this movie is also about aliens. Tee hee. Ha ha. Um, blue Curacao, vodka, mm. white rum, pineapple juice, orgeat syrup. If I said that wrong, no, I didn't. <laughs> Don't. I. How would you say it? Mm-hmm. And lime bitters. We love our bitters on brewies. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be nice and heavy. Mm. So, I'm sure it'll be a really fun episode for us. Well, should we do it? I think we should. All right. What was it? Go to the tape. Roll the tape. Yeah, I forget sometimes. Roll the tape. Asters Edge of Tomorrow. Now that would be a movie. Can you imagine him? Anyways, ready? No, I can't. I tried to envision it and I can't see it. Yeah, ready. Three, two, one, four. four. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. I had yeah. a, I had a nice little journey. So first, oh, a little. Excuse me. A little backdraft. Um, first watch. Mm-hmm. Let's get the opening thoughts. I mean, here are my opening thoughts. Mm -hmm. I love enemies to lovers. You do love that trip. I said, thank you, fruit fly. 
enemies to lovers. All of my least favorite things all in like the span of six seconds. Um, I love enemies to lovers. And mm-hmm. while they don't really like get to the lovers point in this, it's like the, yeah. the tension of it, which I love. You put that in any movie and baby, I'm sad. I will watch it. Um, Emily Blunt killer in this the way they would always sh- they always kept showing that shot of her like i know doing the vinyasa i you know whatever uh, i've accepted it. that there are just some things when it comes to women especially women in action movies that we'll never get away from i would love for us to get away from them but we won't we, I knew so that. women will always be oiled up unnecessarily I ain't nobody write, sweating like that while looking nice in the face i want to write an action movie again you know my one idea it's, but we should make the men oiled up and the women just natural in that movie like oil up the men you know i you know what i don't even need You'd to like see that. the men all oiled up what would you like i would like to have the men go so what do we do now mm. that's that's Sexy. what i'd like <laughs> Because they never do. Yeah. You never see a man asking that question. The women are always asking that question. And you as a man, how many times have you had women look you in the eye and go, so what do we do now? I was going to make a joke, but we're recording. (laughs) I was going to say every time I hang out with you. (laughs) It's a really funny joke. Definitely. Uh. That felt so good. No, listen, you got to get your digs in. I take plenty of shots, and you never, you never hit back because you are an ally. You are allowed to stay on mic, (laughs) baby. It's June. Yes, we're almost in your season. We're a couple of months off. Yeah, that's what I would like. Yeah. So when you write your action movie. Make well, sure that all of the men never have a plan. It's just, it's like, I totally agree with you. And plus, like, that's just such an unrealistic, it, it's like unnecessary like, expo- exposition. It's like, do well, we yeah. need to say that line? Because nobody, when would you ever have a circumstance that would? And like, I, as a writer, you understand why it gets used. Yeah. Because if everything happens non-verbally, then a lot of your audience is going to be confused and they're going to be like, how did they know how to do this? Blah, blah, yes. blah. You know, whatever. I, I get it. But like the women don't always need to be the ones asking the question. Mm-hmm. It, it can be the men sometimes. Let them be confused. Let mm-hmm. the women have the plan. Because I will tell you something in my personal life experience. When things go wrong, you the first people to act are always women. Always. It has never been the men in my personal experience. Like what the do you mean are when always going go wrong? Like what? Okay. Let me, let me search through the catalog for like a specific example. Because. Like when things do not go according to plan, right? When you reach, oh, okay. when you reach a point where enough things have gone wrong that you need to recalibrate entirely. Mm-hmm. Like the plan that you had originally gone into whatever it was that you were doing with has co- completely evaporated. Yeah. It's usually the women that are like, well, we could do this, this and this instead. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, I, I think guys are just, I don't know if it, I would say I totally agree. I don't know if it's necessarily gender specific, but I think no. guys are just more prone to be like, 
depending on the situation, just like lock up. I think guys are more of like having we talk about this all the time off mic Mm -hmm. but guys are always like oh i need to fix it with any situation especially emotionally yes especially girls are more about like let's assess the situation and Mm -hmm. are better at accepting situations whereas guys like i always say like i think women are really good at thinking non-linear and guys can only think linear Ooh. Yeah, I think that's an interesting way you know to put I mean? it. Yeah. Like, I think women are raised to deal with the complexities of life better. And typically with, like, especially in, like, conservative men's circles, you have to, like, attack things. Not, not like, not like violence, but just, like, you have to, like, be on You stuff. address you that address one thing. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, like, a every guy does it. Like, it's a thing that, like, every guy, when you meet another guy, you size up, you size them up in some way. It's just a guy thing, like the guy nod, not like no, physically. I, but I like, totally like, know that that's a thing. It's just a thing that you it's do. Just, a, just, I can't fathom that. I know. I girls, can't fathom and that. And girls have, I don't know what it would be because I'm not a girl, but like girls have things too that I I cannot. Yeah. No, for sure. Like when you, when you are introduced to a new group of people, women definitely like assess where they fall mm-hmm. within the status of the other women that are there yes yeah, status is a big especially when you're like a younger woman Ye- yeah. for sure i but i do feel like with guys it's very much a judgment it's like i am better or worse than you mm-hmm. and women it's more like like you just take more into consideration with it there's a lot of factors at play and you can like play on them kind of however you want I don't know what that really says about us. I personally don't really do that. I make like a concerted effort to just go in and treat everyone. You've never been like that. No. I, because it's so much It's so much effort. And I try not to be I'm like. too tired for I that. I try to be a very sweet guy. Like I try to be very sweet towards other men and obviously women too. Like not try to like give into the pecking order bullshit. Yeah. I Which I do think is why we're friends. Because we both are like, I just alike. don't really care. You can place me wherever you want in your pecking order. I'm just going to sit over here and have a good time. Well, it's a confidence and a security thing too. Like not like I'm, I'm not like I am a hundred percent confident and secure myself because I'm not, but I'm all, but I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't give a fuck about other. I don't really give a fuck what other people think or like how other people are living. I've just, I've never been like that. Oh, I definitely was at one point in my life. I think I'm yeah. just too tired for it now. Maybe because with I like, like art, but then I'm at, I hit a point probably during the pandemic where I was like, everybody's on their own path. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you are who you are and you have yeah. to accept that you can't waste and your time. I also hit a point where, how did we end up on this subject? I have a really good way to loop it back around too. Okay. This is my final thought on it. Yeah. I reached a point where I was like, I'm, I'm putting in so much effort into caring about this and I don't even like who I am Yeah. in order to fit into your Too pecking order. Too much mental bandwidth to, yeah. Yeah. Like who I have to be to be someone that like you respect isn't, it's not someone that I want to be. So I would rather, you know, fall wherever I fall in your personal pecking order and enjoy being myself. You are so keen on observing other people. It is. I love going to social functions with you. I think it's very funny. (laughs) Because a bitch is watching. He used to say something on the couch about 
something that just made, I can't hint as to even what it's about. But you said something what about just about like group dynamics and well, I can, I can say this because they're not going to give a fuck. They don't even listen to this. But like we're, we're <laughs> Kate is my best man, woman, whatever. My mom best is man. so dead set and calling you best woman. I'm like, that's fine. You can die. call me whatever you want. I say best man. King ho. Um, and, oh, yes. And you said something so funny about like planning group trips because as best man, she's planning the bachelor party and trying to get people to like, like we have a group chat and me and Kate are the only people that text I know. It. Yeah. I know all of you planners out there know this. They get it. Yeah. You text yeah. in the group chat and nobody responds. But it's not just those guys. It's just, it's how everybody is. When it, there's yeah. a leader. Of the, it's like class projects. There's somebody doing all the work and somebody that has a fucking opinion, but never says it. Until you're, it, it's like there and there's yeah. no room to change it. And then all of a sudden they're going to voice their opinion. And I'm like, well, I, and that used to bother me so much when I was like in my teens. I, yeah. Like I would get irate. I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? Or if we're all watching you didn't. Charade. Yeah. I mean, that is a good example of it. Like I, you know, I set a plan. And if you don't like the plan or you don't adhere to the plan and then you well, yeah, yeah. fuck up it's the a plan. Sign of disrespect in a way because you're doing a lot of work. Yeah. yeah and, you, and it used to make me so angry. And now yeah. I'm just kind of at a point where it's like, okay. Just how people you know, are. I'm I I created this plan to alleviate the stress of not having one. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing worse than like getting a group of people together and then there's nothing to do. And improvising it. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't want to do that. But if we get, you know, everybody gets together and the plan shifts and somebody's like, Well, I'd rather do this, and everybody else agrees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's yeah. go. Let's go have fun. Yeah. What the fuck do I care? Yeah. I don't. I don't anymore. I'm the same way. Guys and girls, I feel like that's the theme for this episode. And I think it's good. I want to say why. Okay. So three elements here. We're going one element, Tom Cruise. Second element, going into Emily Blunt. Period. And not that all these movies have been action movies, but Tom Cruise is most known for action films. Sure. Safe to say. And I don't know if I said it on mic, but I watched Terminator 2 today, as you know. You did say this. Mm -hmm. I think more than any other genre of film, action movies are the best at looking at gender. And I think it's fascinating because I don't think there's been a lot of – I think if you look at just action movies in general, you go, how is it creative because – it's usually the same story. Like men play a certain role and women play a certain role. But if you study them and you're really looking at it on a movie-by-movie movie basis, it's interesting, depending on the writers, the actors, the directors, the creative people kind of like creating the movie from the ground up. Um, it's interesting seeing people's viewpoint of gender in action movies, even if it's not like a present thing. Because I do think the one thing we've seen throughout this run of Tom Cruise is his interaction with the opposite sex is very interesting. Going from Legend to Magnolia to Edge of Tomorrow, three wildly different films in terms of his character's view on femininity, on just women in general. Yeah. And he plays it all yeah. differently too. And we don't, mm-hmm. we haven't watched it, but like we've talked a lot about Mission Impossible. Yes. So Which much I would that. argue is the most different from the three that we just watched. It's interesting because Tom Cruise is, except unless a Top Gun, but anyways, 
he's always in movies where like he's engaging with women in some sort of way even like war of the worlds like he has a young daughter and mm-hmm. and seeing him as a father super inter- interesting we have magnolia which you already talked about which he's just a raging fucking misogynist but that character is written so well where you go holy shit you see why and yeah. it's so complex and fucked up and not we're not talking about magnolia but yes. just a final thought from that that conversation we you see why but you still don't sympathize which i think is such a hard line to walk yes and is it like it's Brilliant. one thing to be able to understand it and it's another to like excuse it and i don't think at any point does that movie excuse his behavior it just shows you how he got there well it's like i i have this really reoccurring pattern of like laughing really hard at fucked up behavior both in real life and in movies because i just find it funny that people can be that screwy yeah and that out of touch that used to make liberty so much why are you fucking i'm like it's just people are fucked up um, I think I, but I would argue like that aside, that bias aside, like Magnolia does a good job of like poking fun at that character too. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But it does exist. Like guys yeah. like that have a whole market. Yes. Like the Andrew Tates and the Jordan Petersons of the world. Not to Which, get into the current day stuff, but. I was going to say, we're going to get back on a Magnolia tangent, but I do think it's very interesting to note. Yeah. Women do not have an equivalent. Of his characters? Yeah. No. There are no like female pickup artists who are teaching you how to scheme and scam your way into men's hearts. We had a really, which I don't want to get off topic. We had a really interesting conversation about that on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. That I thought was like. Just some food for about, thought. Like men and women. And anyways. But this movie. Mm-hmm. It's typical man's driving the action. The woman is an accomplice. But it's interesting because emily blunt her character how she's written and also how she's playing it she's kind of like the reason shit gets done like without her he he was just gonna keep dying over and over and he was never gonna figure it out like he'd get, only get so far mm-hmm. and she was the one to a point with like they needed each other yeah like, they wouldn't have got they it's very clear in edge of tomorrow like these two would not have gotten it figured out without each other and it's very yeah. much a partnership which you never see that in action films no you 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 really don't normally and yeah. i really enjoy that about this movie because like you have their relationship that's kind of forming but the relationship is really like a backseat it mm-hmm. they are both there to get it done and they both rely and trust on each other in order to get it done. Yeah. And I think, like, I found that really refreshing because it's nice to see that, like, while I would argue that Tom Cruise puts himself as a protector in just about every single movie he does, in this one, he is more of an equal than probably the the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely likes... To, which... You know, I think it's an easy archetype to kind of fall into, especially when you're doing action movies, because there is so much eminent threat to protect someone else from. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, he usually finds himself in that role. And I think in this movie in particular, and I would argue the Mission Impossible movies. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even For in sure. those, though, he's protecting his team, yeah. but he's protecting the whole team. 
you know, he still wants to be a protector, but it's just a very different capacity. And in this, he could have easily tried to macho his way into being her protector. And at no point does he do that because he understands what's actually at stake. Well, she also shuts him down, too. Yeah. Like, she's very good at... Her character is very good at standing her ground and is very... I say this in a good way. Just, I don't know what other word to use. She's very aggressive in a good way. Like she knows exactly yeah, I would, when to turn she's it on. Assertive. She's assertive yeah. and she's not afraid to be aggressive. Like she's yeah. not afraid of conflict. Um, she's a soldier and she chose to be. Yeah. She wanted she's to be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think it's interesting that he is not. Like his character yeah. coming into this is not a soldier. He's he an advertisement man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to be a soldier. And then, you know. She teaches him everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I just, it's, I, well, to Terminator too, it's like, talk about, baby, talk about gender roles. Uh-huh. I just, I love it when, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's how, well, definitely how I was raised. I just love it when women in action movies are more, like, strong or no more shit than the men. You liking strong women? This is really surprising looking at all of the women in your so life. Many jokes I want to make. I cannot make. Um, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we never see it. We yeah, you don't it. see it as often as, as I would like to. Because yeah. I do think it's more fun. I think it is so much more fun when you have two characters who care about each other, mm. but also trust each other. Yeah. And playing with that dynamic is infinitely more interesting to me than like well that's life too like that is what you see i I mean i get like traditional gender roles but you also just typically see that more in life like in in a partnership there's give and take constantly on both sides yeah and like two people regardless of gender in in a partnership of any kind come with different skill sets Yes. You know, like the things that I am good at are not necessarily the things that you're good at. And the things that you're good at are not necessarily things that I'm good at. Mm -hmm. And it is in working together and each of us utilizing our strengths and like picking up slack where the other one might not be quite as strong that we find and create something new. Yeah. That is infinitely more interesting and dynamic than just... Help me, save me. I don't know what to do. You know what other movies really good at like looking at gender roles? Trolls too. Shrek. You know what? I'm not even making a fucking joke. No, it period, really though. is. Period. Shrek is a masterpiece. As an adult, we've probably said this in the podcast before, Shrek but we is get a masterpiece. Drunk. The best screening, I'll say it for her too. The best screening we have ever been to in a movie theater. Correct. Was when we went to Shrek. Yeah. Midnight screening of Shrek. We have seen thousands. Between the both of us, we have seen thousands of fucking movies. Correct. And multiple <laughs> and different so formats. Many midnight and screenings. multiple head spaces, let's uh-huh. be honest. Yeah. And to this day, nothing was as good as that. Nothing unites the people like Shrek. And we were fucking hammered. I mean, we were watching them. I was out of my mind, gone. I, yeah, I forgot that we were pretty hammered I was for that. Because and I, I remember so much of it that I'm yeah, like, oh, no, I was sober. So and then I'm like, mm, that really wasn't. But when but we were it watching fun. it, as an adult, you're like, there's a lot of shit being known with Fiona. Yeah. And her relationship with Shrek. Mm-hmm. 
and Prince Charming and all those people. And the understanding of beauty standards and yeah. gender oh roles. Oh, my God. And Shrek is a masterpiece. Shrek is a masterpiece. If you have not seen it in a few years and you're like, yeah, yeah, the Shrek memes are funny. haha, I would go to a Shrek rave. Sit down one evening. Get a Turn nice little, little six pack yeah. and rewatch that movie. Have a Budweiser. She Chill out. She is so good. They were they were on to something with that one. And Shrek 2 is also a masterpiece. What was your favorite part of Edge of Tomorrow? The Shrekking. <laughs> the Shrekking. Edge of Shrek. Um, the edging of Shrek. Yes? Please. No, ma'am. What was your favorite no, part ma'am. of that? The edging of Shrek. God. Um, what was my favorite part of this movie? What a great question. I, okay. I don't know that this is my favorite part of the movie, but this Mm -hmm. is like the image that has stuck with me so far. And I do think will stick with me. Yeah. The scene where he goes back to the battle on the beach after he decides not to, you know, he's died a fuck ton of times. She's died a fuck ton of times. He's watched her die a bunch of times. And he's like, I don't really want to do that again. And so he chooses not to go and get her help. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to the Battle of the Beach by himself. Mm-hmm. And there's this brief moment where he's standing on the beach again. And the guy with the teddy bear strapped to his chest is like, we did it. We made it. And then the plane lands on top of that guy. And so there's all of this water and dirt that gets sprayed onto Tom Cruise as he keeps walking onto the beach, totally unfazed. And that for me, I I just love a good visual callback Mm. for a a character and to show their progression. And there's something so cold about that moment that I was like, oh, this is A, this is sick. Yeah. And B, this is a really cool, succinct moment to show who he is now versus yes. who he was at the beginning. And that is, that is probably like the most poignant moment for me. That or when he opens his hand underwater and you see all the grenade pins fly out of his that hands. That was really good too. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that like. I think it would have been better ending if he just like had stayed dead, but I'm also in a down. You gotta shit, have a happy so. ending. Yeah. Mm, if yeah. you wanted to make this like an indie war movie about the horrors of war, then he could stay dead. You ever seen Come and See? I I have refused to watch it just Why? because of what I've heard. I'm like, this might be a little too grim for me, babes. I don't know what headspace I need to be in to watch that, but I haven't been in it so far. You and me in a cabin in a bottle of vodka, and we watch a restoration of Come and See. You know it's like outlawed in other countries, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. We showed a restoration of it at the Roxy when I was working there, and it was like this whole big deal. And you still didn't go see it? Babes, I listen, there are some things that I just choose not to watch for my own sanity and mental strength. That has been one of them. I understand that it is probably a fabulous movie. I also know that it's dark as hell. And I just, I'm not not there. See, and that's what everybody says. And like, why would I do that to myself? Let's do it. I'll watch all of Cher's filmography if you watch Come and See. 
witches on the witches of eastwick just on a 23 hour yes. loop and then we watch one come and see yeah maybe that movie's so good about war that could be a good inspiration for an edge of tomorrow sequel that'd be a hell of a sequel tom cruise just yeah anyways. just if you're curious if you're listening to this and going what could possibly be so bad that they wouldn't want to watch it and you go and watch it don't don't do that to yourself we will be watching. if you're not a film buff and you're not gonna get something out of this movie don't watch it everything i've heard is so horrifically dismal you don't need that in your brain you don't we have enough going on go go look at the twitter trending page and that's enough for today we will be watching solo what the fuck is that let's go to the theater recommendation oh my god back at it again we are back at it i'm just getting this pulled up one moment i'm trying to get this about page okay here we go honey if it's one thing blake's gonna do he's gonna read the mission statement <laughs> i'm sorry the cinephile is speaking <laughs> this isn't your section welcome back you asshole <laughs> We're going to do AMC <laughs> Independence, Missouri for this year's or for this episode's I'm drunk. No, <laughs> we are doing the Pasolini fans laughing at me. Real ones to get that. All zero of them. <laughs> we are doing a little London theater. London. Okay. Because yeah. this movie does take place in London. You're quick. Uh, we're doing <laughs> the Prince Charles Cinema. I love going down wrinkles on you. The Prince Charles Cinema is a repertory oh cinema located in London. You're great. Oh my! Fifty yards north of Leicester Square, in the West End of London. Yeah. Wow. It shows a rotating, rotating, not rotating. Watch out. Program of cult art house and classic movies. Uh, alongside recent Hollywood releases, typically more than ten different movies there you go a week <laughs> on how many screens oh fuck you probably just said this 65 65 Char- screens yeah they renovated two screens the prince charles cinema is located in leicester square as we said and uh, uh they should go check it out yeah yeah next time you find yourself in london well do well, the brewery's on tour we have an event right we're cooking it so don't <laughs> don't get too excited 15 bucks a pop taxes are double <laughs> Ah uh, yes. Why do we do this shit? Why, I don't know. Why do we do this? I I don't know. And this is really always the killer because we come into the episode relatively okay. Yeah. And then we take the shot, and by the end of the twenty minutes, we are. It's bourbon only this week. It's a bourbon only. They don't need to know about bourbon only. We should end the episode. I'm listen. Don't. I will go to Costco and I will only buy bourbon. Okay. I'll only drink it. This is actually the last me, episode of the podcast. We are not going to be alive next week to record <laughs> another episode. <laughs> we get everybody in and we just immediately duct tape a bottle of bourbon to the I was fist. literally going to say, give me a bottle of bourbon, a roll of duct tape, and a burner phone and see what I can make happen. 
Next thing you know, I got Slugger, the Kansas City Royals mascot, hung up on the Church of Scientology sign in the middle of Kansas City. You know what? Hey, Watch when you see City it Star, on see when it you happen. see the headline on on yeah. Casey Pitch, it wasn't us. You can't prove it. Go ahead and try. Casey, go drink water. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brewies. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, feel free to argue with us in the comments of our social media on Instagram at Brewies underscore show. And next week we're watching Sicario.